He has a nose for news and a face for radio. You're listening to Price's Highway, the podcast with your host, Steve Price. Buckle up, Spring Hill Metroplex, and enjoy the ride. Spring Hill, yeah! A fun new way to promote the city and why it's really sticking. Hope floats. How participating in the upcoming Christmas parade could bring big smiles way after the holidays are over. Communication meltdown. Accidental texts and emails that had the unlucky senders seeing red. Oh, like it hasn't happened to you. All right, these stories and so much more right now on Price's Highway, the podcast. Giddy up, let's do this thing. You're listening to Price's Highway presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. That's 615-497-3317. Now back to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Price's Highway, the podcast. We've got a big show, so let's get right to it, shall we? Okay, so we've all had those what-in-the-world-just-happened moments. You know, for instance, have you ever emailed, texted, or direct messaged somebody, reread the thing, and feel instant regret? Well, I posted that question a few days ago in the Price's Highway Facebook group, and here are some of the comments. All right, we'll just call this communication meltdown. Stacy writes, I have one, but I can't share the details of it. Autocorrect turned a very innocent and cute story in a text to a police officer about my then four-year-old daughter into something I was terrified would get me arrested, or at least questioned. Didn't see it until I hit send, screamed, no, and then I had a panic attack and tried not to vomit. No idea what was on that thing, but that sounds terrible. Okay, Jackie, a realtor, chimed in about another autocorrect conundrum. Once I was going to show a house on Mount Pelia Road. My phone changed it to, I'm showing my pelvis. It was the worst. And Kristen writes, A few days after I started my new job, our communications director, a female who had already become a friend of mine, took my headshot for some work publications. She sent an email to me with a draft, and I texted her to say, wow, I really wish I would have gotten a spray tan before you let me take those pics of me. Except the text wasn't to her. It was to my male predecessor. And I didn't realize it until several hours later when I was wondering why she hadn't responded. That was an awkward conversation. Okay, so on the line, I have someone who had something kind of similar happen to her. Corey, what kind of situation did you get yourself into? I was um, taking my teenage daughter back to school shopping a few weeks ago and um, had uh, asked her to to go with me to Dillard's and TJ Maxx and a few places. And about the same time we were walking into one of these stores, a coworker texted me. It was a Saturday afternoon about 4.30 or 5. A coworker texted and asked about a project that we were installing in Las Vegas. And so I knew I had to get back to him right away, but my phone conveniently never rings and I never get texts until the moment I'm walking in somewhere. And my best friend texted me at the same time and asked what I'm doing. And as I was, as I thought I was responding to my best friend, actually, I inadvertently um, told my male coworker who was at a trade show in Las Vegas with several other coworkers that I was taking my teenage daughter panty shopping. Oh, (laughs) Oh, awful moment. I wanted to crawl back into the car and and skip the rest of the day. So how was Monday? 
um, Monday when I walked back into work, um, he held up, he held up his phone and said, um, there were a few people looking over my shoulder at the trade show Saturday when you responded because we were waiting for your reply about this, this text. And so everyone in the room looked up and yeah, had a great laugh at my expense. And luckily we, um, we had a good laugh and moved on. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad they're laughing about it. I'm glad you're laughing about it. And thanks for sharing. Well, sure. My pleasure. Okay, before we get into Price's headlines, want to let you know that if you are looking to make a move, don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317 for all your real estate needs right here in Tennessee. Well, if you're a frequent listener to the show, you know that Carrie will join us from time to time. Well, she can't make it on this episode because she's about 2,000 miles away enjoying the scenery and the loveliness that is the desert southwest. Uh, so I'm thinking, hey, remember in an earlier episode when I told you that she was a lead singer in a band for a while? Why not spin one of her old tunes? All right, this one's called We're Through from Carrying the Cruisers, and it's circa 2002, I believe. Straight. 
if you enjoyed that, I've got a link to the music video in the show notes. Again, if you, a family member, or a pal is looking to make a move, don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. All right, time for some fake news. It's time for Price's Headlines. For the first time in Middle Tennessee history, Spring Hill driver Lance Mueller applied his blinker in traffic. When quizzed on why he would do such a thing, Mueller answered, I was trying to find my windshield wipers and accidentally hit the wrong thing. In other news, it's November, so deer hunting season is getting started in Tennessee. Or as the deer call it, DOE! And finally, the Spring Hill Police Department wants you to keep your car doors locked after a rash of recent burglaries throughout the town. In a press conference, a police spokesman added, Hey, wait, who, who took my notes? Come on guys, who, who took my notes? And those were your Price's headlines. And now for the real headlines, let's chat with Chris Yao, the managing editor of the Advertiser News of Spring Hill and Thompson Station. Newsroom, this is Chris. Chris Yao, good to hear from you. What you guys working on out there? Well, glad you asked. Last week, uh, I know we had quite a bit of news happening, and uh, one of those big things was, I don't know if you've heard, but you remember a couple of weeks ago, the... Board of Mayor and Aldermen, they uh, they talked about what to do to get people more interested in the elections, right? Yep. Obviously, not a lot of participation in the last couple of elections, so they did a survey that said, hey, when do you guys think we should have it? Well, the survey had about the same amount of participation as the regular elections, <laughs> and uh turns out that the majority of people in that particular survey said to move them to November, but the Board of Mayor and Aldermen did not do that. Uh, at their last meeting in October, they decided to wait on moving it to um, November, but they are going to do some other things, such as uh, they're going to put notifications in the utility bills, provide better notification of early voting and election day voting locations um, using like portable message boards you see on the side of the road. Yeah, sure, uh, just they're gonna, to get the word out. Yeah, so they're, they're just doing some some extra things to, to you know, let people know, hey, there's an election. Um, they're also going to expand voting early voting hours and locations. Uh, you know, it used to be you could only vote at the Winchester building. Okay. But now I think they're going to uh, try to make it, you know, and it was only from like 10 to 2 or something. So early voting was kind of a weird situation. Yeah, because most of Spring but, Hill is not in Spring Hill between those hours. Yeah, they're barely here by 7. Right. So, I mean, you have to think about that kind of thing. But they are going to expand the election day voting locations, uh, you know, putting 
make more locations available for people to vote on election day as well as early voting. So lots of different reasons. Um, the main reason that they didn't want to change it is um, to November is because if they did, they can never change it back according to the city's charter. So it was pretty important for them to exhaust all you know, options before taking the nuclear option of just putting it with the national and state elections in November. The only other thing the city's kind of doing right now in this particular, you know, that that's really uh, pressing for uh, most of the communities of children's homes, you know, with Kedron Road, uh, the the square Kedron Square being a thing now uh, after it was approved by the planning commission and or by the board of mayor and aldermen to go ahead uh, with with that development. The children's home is going to be moving to Dr. Robertson Road. Um, the new site plan is up for a vote, and that'll happen the 11th. The planning commission will vote on uh, the new children's home site. So that's pretty big news. Uh, they need a new site, so pretty cool there. And for people who are listening that don't really understand what the children's home does for Tennessee kids, can you kind of go into that a little bit? Sure. So it, it's really it's not like it used to be. It's not like an orphanage where you know, you, kids stay for years and years at a time. Um, it's mostly a temporary housing um, type place. So what they're what they're doing instead of having these children be in these old homes that are on that are around the children's home property now, they're going to build a group home where it'll be more dormitory style, but they'll they'll be able to house more of them here in Spring Hill instead of. Uh, Instead of just having a few, um, obviously we know that this is the, the headquarters, so that's kind of important for them to have some more, you know, some more space just to, to house more children. And again, these are not necessarily problem kids; they're just kids who uh, who may be temporarily, you know, taken from parents so that they can go through a rehabilitation program or whatever, something like that. So this is not a a permanent thing. This is not a year, you know, they're not going to be here for years. They're here for a very short temporary basis in, in Spring Hill. Speaking of kids, I know not everybody wants to go to college right after high school. They just want to hit the workforce. They want to get a job and just go. And I hear something pretty cool happened recently. Yeah. So you're right. We have a lot of kids, especially in Murray County, who don't necessarily want to go to college, right? Correct. So, and especially in this day and age, if you can if you can learn a trade in high school, you are in high demand for yeah, most of these absolutely. corporations because trade skill, skilled trade workers are just – they're just not out there. So if you are – especially as a high school kid, you know, they don't have to pay you as much because you don't have you know, as much experience as somebody with 25, 30 years on the job, right? Sure. So they're looking for, for new skilled employees, and um, so essentially – the Murray County Alliance, Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, and uh, along with the UAW and Ronstadt, they held a, a summit at, uh, at Northfield, which basically they invited the students in, and they were able to sit down with these business owners. And it wasn't just UAW. It wasn't just you know auto manufacturing. There were ter- several different types of businesses there. You know, the chamber invited any business that was in the chamber to, to come. 
So there were several different, you know, CEOs, small business owners, all that sort of thing, sitting down with these kids and saying, hey, what do you need from us? Wow. And the kids said, you tell us, what, what do we need to be expecting when we walk in your door? What do we need to expect from you as an employer? And then the employer turned around and said, what, what do we need to do to accommodate your generation? How do we make it to where you are not going to get burnt out after five years of doing assembly line work or whatever it may be? And I think that's um, that's a really cool thing because, as we've talked about in the past, that, you know, just the workforce in general is difficult and it's changing, and each each generation of kids needs something different. You know, they may not be necessarily looking for the healthcare or matching 401k, even though they probably should be. That's not what's on their mind at 18, 19 years old, right? Right. Flex time is a big thing. Right. So how, how do we change our benefit package to make it more appealing to younger kids uh, who are coming directly out of high school? So I think that's really cool that they're trying to adapt and, uh, you know, find a way to, to change with the times. Yeah. Well, you know what? seems like a whole bunch of stuff is going on out there, and I appreciate you uh, coming on and letting us know. Absolutely, man. It was a pleasure, and uh, make sure you pick up the paper and uh, the pink bag this week. Lots of great stuff in there. Uh, shout out to Chris Marzak, the Murray County Public School Superintendent, who is on the front cover for the second week in a row. Wow, look at him. It's not supposed to happen that way, but this guy, he's, uh, he's all over the place. He's getting some so FaceTime. Pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, when you when you're the superintendent of schools, and then somebody wins our, your amazing teacher award presented by our paper, and you say, "Okay, well, you get a day off, and I'm going to teach your kids." That's pretty that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, superintendent yeah. going to teach teach school. He's teaching third graders last week, man. So of course we had to get out there and get a picture of that, and that's awesome. Write a cool little story. So good for him. Pretty neat. Yeah. So make sure you pick up the paper. We'll be uh, we'll be looking for it. Lots of great events in this week's paper too. You definitely want to find out about them. Make sure to pick it up. Thanks so much, Chris. Absolutely. The Advertiser News of Spring Hill and Thompson Station is the media sponsor for Prices Highway, the podcast. Don't let the paper sit on your driveway. Pick it up and find my ad. Cut it out and put it in your photo album because we're like family now, right? Well, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, and you know what that means? The Christmas parade is going to be marching up Prices Highway pretty soon. And with us today in the Prices Highway studio is... Katrina Beckham, who is part of the Kiwanis Spring Hill and Thompson Station marketing PR team. That's what she does for the for her membership and helps them out there. And y'all are going to be doing some fun things this year, aren't you? Yes, we are. We're really looking forward to this year. We're adding some new things. We're having Jonathan McHenry starting off the parade. Who's he? He is Scooter Boy. Scooter Boy! Yes, if you've ever been around Spring Hill and seen somebody riding a scooter around, blasting music, my favorite is when he's blasting Queen and dressed up like Freddie Mercury. He does Elvis. He does Sgt. Pepper, you know, the Beatles. He's just a joy. He's fun to watch and just brings joy to a lot of people in the city. So we asked him to start off the parade for us this year. Oh, that's year. fun. Cool. Yes. Cool. So, so the show is happening 
let's see, December 14th? That is correct. And where does this parade take place on Main Street? Price is away. <laughs> we are starting off at the Tennessee Children's Home property, going down Price's Highway or 31 Main Street, mm-hmm. and then going down Beechcroft to Evans Park and then back around to the Children's Home. Okay, so if somebody has never been to the parade, what can they expect? Lots of cool floats. We're really excited about our theme this year. It's Christmas at the Movies. This was one of my personal favorites because I love Christmas movies. And, the you know, we want people to do their floats based on the theme because that's going to be one of the major things the judges are looking at this year. Judging. Yes, we've okay. got we've got some local celebrities, I guess you could say, and then we've also got Traffic Jam Sam from yep. the news. She's going to be not only emceeing it for us, but also a judge. Okay, so there's a like a overhead speaker, so when floats are coming down, you can hear. Yes, you know, we set up in front of the children's home for that. Okay, cool. Is this going to be live streamed? Or? Yes, okay, we, cool. we started that last year. We're going to do it again this year, so it'll be on Facebook on the Kiwanis page. All right, okay, so let's let's go back to Kiwanis. Okay. What is Kiwanis? Well, Kiwanis is a global organization of volunteers. They're dedicated to improving the world one child and one community at a time. So we raise funds to help do things around the community. They sponsor builders clubs and key clubs at the middle schools and high schools. And basically, it's just getting kids involved, getting adults involved in community service and volunteering. Along with the registration, there is a price tag to that for businesses. And that money is going to be going to something special. What is that money going to? Yes, that is going to go to an ADA-compliant and accessible playground equipment at Harvey Park. We're really excited about that. Um, Started by some people in the community asking for it. Uh, We saw it and decided that was a worthwhile cause. And we're really looking forward to getting that going. We've already been raising funds for it, but this is going to be a major one for us. And, you know, we asked for the businesses to kick in for their float registration, but we'd also like to see the nonprofits that we usually don't charge. If they'd like to donate something, we'd love that too, because it's going to a good cause. How many years have you done this? I have no idea how long Kiwanis has been <laughs> no, involved. You, you personally. I'm oh, sorry. me personally? Yeah. Um, this will be my second year being involved. My husband has been a part of Kiwanis, I think, for four years now. That's Jerry. Yes. Yeah, and he's the president. Yes, correct? that is correct. And so looking back uh, at the different parades, is there a moment that you're like, oh, this is so incredible? Uh, you know, Looking at all the work that goes into the floats, I can't pick just one because they put a lot of work into these things. It's really fun. That's why I'm so glad we do ours at night because, you know, people get to do lights and it's really a good show. Just, I grew up in Florida close to Disney World, so I'm used to like the Disney parades and everything. So I love a good parade. (laughs) So watching the community come together, seeing all the kids excited, lined up on the road, it reminds me of my own childhood. I can't, pick anything that really stands out to me because they're just so much fun altogether seeing the creativity. So I, I've got to ask, am I the nomination for Grand Marshal? 
And as last year, the answer is still no, Steve. Uh, (laughs) So how does that even work? Well, we're taking nominations for Grand Marshal. That's going to start this week at the SpringHillKiwanis.com website. So go on there. Tell us who you think deserves that honor this year. No. (laughs) Steve Price? No. (laughs) Still time to register. Yes. And you can do that by going to? SpringHillKiwanis.com. Awesome. Well, hey, Katrina, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. We've got another guest who is making a hill of a mark around town with a sticker she designed to promote all the good that's happening in Spring Hill. All right, everybody. I'm here with Kelly Mesmer. Kelly, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Steve? Good. Now, you are a longtime Spring Hill resident, aren't you? Kind of. Compared to how old I am, I would say long time. Long, uh, long time resident. How old of a lady are you? You know, I, I'm... 23 years old. Okay. I didn't know if that's okay to ask, but I did anyway. Don't mind. (laughs) All right. So 23. So you remember Spring Hill, uh, what, maybe early memories when you're four or five? Probably. So, I I mean, as far as I can look back, I mean, I remember Spring Hill uh, starting at a young, young, early, I guess, childhood, uh, probably elementary school, kindergarten, first grade area. But I remember... I remember a lot about it, and then I remember some details that get kind of fuzzy, too. Sure. Now, I came yeah. into town in 2005, so I think we're kind of in the same time frame. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So you remember, instead of going to Don Oturo's, we would go to La Hacienda. Oh, yeah. La Hacienda was the place to go. That's where your family met on the weekends, but also after church, La Hacienda all the way. Absolutely. And then they had the uh, buffet on the weekends. Remember that? <laughs> yes. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. And it was next door to the Kroger, which is now the Church of the, the City. The People's Church. Oh, yeah. The Church of the City. That's correct. Yeah, that was Which a, it used to a be People's thing. Church, and now it's Church of the City. I don't, I don't know. They went through some rebranding or something. But <laughs> so remember that one place, and it's been torn down now, and it, it was that greasy spoon place, the Meat and Three, uh, the Poplar House. <laughs> That was my family's go-to place after Sunday. Yeah. When we were out of church, we went down there. It was dark. It was filled with older people, but it was our place to go for a great, I mean, great anything. They they were the prime thing in Spring Hill. Yeah, I'm sure you heard a story or two whenever you went in there from the folks. Oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Eavesdrop a little bit. So... <laughs> Kelly, the reason I'm bringing you on the show, uh, well, for that and for something you're doing that really caught my eye, and I've got to say that I was kind of critical of it at first, but it really grew on me, and I really like it now, and it is your it is your sticker, it is a new brand you're coming up with, and tell us about it. Yeah, so I started the Hill Yeah sticker. Hell uh, yeah! Hill Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> It is the Spring Hill Yacht Sticker, and I started it only probably about two months ago. Um, I saw a need where I work. I work in Spring Hill full time, and I really saw a need that Spring Hill is identi- doesn't have an identity yet. And for somebody who was raised here and raised going through the town, uh, I, I want to be proud for what our community is transforming into. And so I was like, Kelly, what can we do? to make the city have something fun and quirky and encouraging uh, that really speaks all Spring Hillian language. And I came up with a couple of ideas and I threw them out to some of my coworkers 
and the phrase was born while we were figuring out something else and I was like well hell yeah and it was like oh that's it that's the phrase that spring pillions can say when they're proud of the city and proud of the growth and proud of what is happening here I mean when you go to an event like the hot air balloon festival that just happened it, it needs to be a dude I'm we have a hot air balloon festival in town hell yeah hell yeah it needs to be a, a phrase that spring hills are proud of and that's uh, that was kind of my journey to starting it. I was like, I want to be able to say something that I'm proud of. And Hill Yeah is what Spring Hillians need to start saying when they're proud of this city. You know, some people might think you're being a little profane. Oh, yeah. No. And, and in the community that we are, you have to be, there's conservative people. And then there's a little bit more on the liberal side. And you really have to find that balance of, is that an inappropriate saying? And for me, it's not worse than saying, oh, my gosh. For me, that's way 10 times worse. But having this saying that, hell, yeah, it, it, it's supposed to be a fun light, but also a cheeky saying that even the most conservative, like my 80-year-old grandparents, they are the most conservative people that you'll meet. But they slapped that sticker on the back of their car, and they were like, we love it. Let's do it. And so it was a, a hell, yeah, moment for them. And that's how it should be. It should not be taken as a, I'm trying to associate with something bad. I mean, that was never the intent behind it. But you'll have those sticklers in town who won't do it. Now, for people who don't know who we're talking about, now you have a Facebook group. or Is it a group or is it a page? It's a page. Okay, it's a Facebook page. And what you do is you take the sticker, the Hill Yeah sticker, and you go to different mm-hmm. places in Spring Hill, and you take a mm-hmm. picture of you holding the sticker. Right, right. So... My my goal behind the sticker was to highlight local businesses. You you can only buy the sticker at local businesses. It's not meant to be a, hey, put it online and see how many we can sell. That was never the intent. It was go check out what Spring Hill has and see how awesome they are. I mean, my first my first place to have the stickers was at Grecian. Okay. Frank was like, Kelly, get me those stickers. Like, this is an awesome opportunity for me to promote Spring Hill. And I said, Frank, I'm coming. Here's you 100. I mean, he... He embraced it. And then after that, it was kind of a domino effect of all these other businesses are like, let's get on it. Let's do it. And then they continue to reach out to me because they they see that there is an opportunity to show their love for their own city. I mean, they have put all of their assets into growing a business here. And a lot of people just don't care about that. They're like, I'll just get it online or I'll just go somewhere else. No, like they need to, they need to support the community that they stay in. So uh, it, it, my following on my Facebook page, I mean, it's not large, but the people who do follow it, I mean, they get a kick out of it and they share it. And I love that. And that's how it should be. Yeah. So if anybody is interested in, but you, you've got more than stickers, you've got real merchandise, you got tumblers, you've got, do you have t-shirts yeah. or where are we yeah. now? So, with- um, no, Fireflies went the next level. They started doing tumblers, coffee, coffee mugs and magnets. Um, okay. and then now vintage six on five. Soon, she's going to have different merchandise, like the crew neck, like socks, and maybe a hat. So different merchandise for different stores. But all of it is it's meant to profit them. They're, they're in business to make a living and, and profit off of it. I'm here just to be fun, like to have that fun saying to go with it. So I'm not really, I'm not doing much with, um, it, there's no profit coming to me. It's all going to them and to nonprofits. So it, it's more just to be more access to more hill yeah things so that's kind of where that brain baby was born with uh 
other items to sell. So how does it make you feel whenever you're driving down the road, you pull up to a, an establishment and you mm-hmm. see your hell yeah sticker right there on the door? Is it, I mean, is that where they put it right, right on the door? Yeah. I first, I, my first time I saw the hell yeah sticker on somebody else's property or own, was the Firefly store. They have it right back in the middle of their door. And I giggled. I did a post about it. I was excited. But the first time I saw it on somebody's car, on the back of their windshield, I flipped. I took a video of it. I was like, my first Philly sticker, because, Steve, I, people will send me pictures of when they see Philly stickers on other people's cars. They'll be like, look what I see, and it's the Philly sticker. My friend Ben sent me a picture. He said, Kelly, I'm in East Nashville, and there's the Philly sticker. I was like, yes! Hell yeah! Like, that's exciting! <laughs> So. Well, Kelly Mesmer, tell everybody again if they want a sticker, if they want to get behind this hell yeah movement, where do they need to go and how much are stickers, how much is merchandise? Give us the whole yeah. spiel. Cool. So right now we have the hell yeah stickers in about seven or eight locations, uh, just depending on where you can go. They're at boutiques, they're at restaurants, um, they're at a variety of different businesses here in town. But if you want a list of those businesses, they're on our Facebook page, which you can follow Hill Yeah Spring Hill, or you can follow Hill Yeah TN. Both of those will get you to the page. Um, merchandise, the stickers, we sell them for $2 at businesses. Um, those $2, that puts the money, uh, like it helps that business, and it also helps pay for the sticker. But then that additional money goes back into nonprofit. So you're, you're supporting... Spring Hill or different organizations within the community that really help. Um, but then also at Fireflies, you can buy the tumbler, the coffee cup, or the magnet, and all of them range in different prices. I think the the big tumbler, which I got because I was like, this is amazing. I think it was twenty five dollars, so uh, pretty good pricing for all of them. But honestly, like the Hillia sticker, it, it's meant to be shared and to be fun. So you can follow it on Instagram or on Facebook, uh, whichever one. And whenever you get one, pop it on the back of your car. You can be like, uh, I think Vincent Fuqua put it on his laptop. I mean, it it, it, it can go in a variety of different places. Um, just, just to show your support for the community. That's wherever you feel like it needs to be, that's where it needs to be. Well, that's awesome. So before we go, let's do a, let's do a countdown and do our big hill yeah, okay? So let's do a, a oh, three, okay. two, one. Hill yeah! Hell yeah! All right. Five. Kelly, All thanks right. so much for being on the big show. Hey, you're welcome. I'll see you soon. All right, bye-bye. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Prices Highway, the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please click on that subscribe button. Just mash it down really hard. Also, the conversation continues outside of this podcast on Prices Highway, the Facebook group. If you haven't joined, do so today at facebook.com slash groups slash Prices Highway. There's also an email address, priceshighway at gmail.com. Send me a note. I'd like to hear from you. And if that's too much information, don't worry, it's all in the show notes. Okay, I'd like to thank my guests for joining me, Katrina Beckham, Kelly Mesmer, Chris Yao, Corey on the phone, and Carrie Price through song. I'd also like to thank you, the listening audience. Thanks for joining me on this fun little ride. All right, buckle up. Drive safe out there, kids. Talk to you next time right here on Price's Highway, the podcast. You've been listening to Price's Highway, a Steve Price totally terrible podcast production. 